Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So you're here because you want to know modern, vintage, everything in the world of card collecting today. Chuck, he's the collector, and Joe, he's the dealer, welcome you to the best card talk that covers it all. From the hottest new cases to 67 high numbers, all brought to you by Oxygen Financial. Breathe easier about life with Oxygen Financial. Visit OxygenFinancial.net and buy sports card investor the leading source for videos podcasts and articles about investing in sports cards profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com collector dealer take it away well we appreciate you joining us again it is the collector and the dealer that man told you that this is episode 40 your budget how to make the most of it uh i am chuck oliver i'm the collector he's joe davis he's the dealer joe how are you man doing great chuck it's busy as ever uh both in the shop and online but that's a good thing so we're keeping the wheels turning yeah and and, and i'm gonna throw some business out there uh edit this out if you say no chuck don't talk about that but i think this is a great thing you are actually stimulating the economy yourself you're adding workers man you're hiring yeah we have hired more employees lately which We've been blessed to add some new team members because we uh, have plenty of work for them to do. So we're uh, always adding new elements to the business. And uh, so that, that's a good thing. Yes, absolutely. It is uh, for us. We told you each week we're brought to you by Oxygen Financial, OxygenFinancial.com. Say breathe easier with Oxygen Financial. I certainly do. My wife and I, uh, we made the personal choice with Oxygen six years ago. And so taxes, insurance, retirement, investments, all of it handed it over to them and uh, it's just been a tremendous deal and especially over the last uh, year or so uh, some of those concerns hmm, we breathe easier good folks over there with ted and tyler we've had tyler on the show actually talking collectibles because he uh, is part of the industry as well uh, that's oxygen financial uh, joe we're brought to you by our good friend jeff wilson who was on last episode with us with sports card investor and so much of it is free yeah jeff and his team do a phenomenal job of providing great insights into what's trending, what's hot, what's not, uh, both through their free app, Sports Card Investor app, and their website, sportscardinvestor.com. And he puts out three videos each week on YouTube uh, updating collectors with what's going on in the industry. All right, Joe, let's talk base cards. Um, And I am a guy who I'll spend a dollar or two. I don't mind doing that. But I also like to look and see, hey, I got a stack of cards. I like a lot of cards. Um, so I will say that over the last probably nine months that I have started investing, I hadn't bought a new card or a modern card since 1991 or so. Um, I have really covered my bases, all sports, hall of famers, all stars, all of that stuff. I realized that about 80% of what I have bought is base cards. Um, so just tell me about an angle to collecting, um, you know, like me for somebody that was starting with a blank slate or an advanced collector, et cetera, just the concept of I've got $250 to spend or a thousand. Um, if I want LaMelo ball, Joe Burrow, Acuna, whoever, I can get a lot of them, dollar, $5, $6 base cards. 
But what do I have at that point? Would I be better to get like a $250 parallel, a one of 10, an auto, a bunch of the purple refractors or what, you know, spend the same amount of money, but have a lot fewer cards, but way more valuable and interesting cards versus what I've done, which is kind of spread it around with literally a couple of thousand base cards. Yeah, I mean, you're correct. There's two different schools of thought there. I mean, I, I trend more in the same way of what you've been doing. And I remember when you came in the store and bought a bunch of second, third, fourth year Tom Brady cards before he won another Super Bowl. And so that was a very wise purchase because you know, they're very strong. Now, I, I have invested heavily in not just base rookie cards, but, you know, second year, third year, especially on the iconic guys, because I typically buy base cards with the plan of what is worth grading. And so like I, last year I was buying up quantities of second year, third year, fourth year, LeBron base cards and, you know, Brady base cards and Drew Brees base cards and you know, Dwayne Wade, second, third year base cards. Um, so my uh, reason for purchasing has been different because it's, there's a plan to grade them. However, I have a friend and he doesn't buy any stuff like that. All he buys is high end. He told me he did, you know, large sums of sales, like at the recent Dallas show, and he mainly only buys and sells high end. So two different ways to approach it. Mine is, I guess, a more conservative approach. I'm not really risking a whole lot of outlay per card. There's a really good chance for good margin return. But sometimes, especially with grading, you can buy a a high-end thousand-dollar card, you grade it and get a ten. You may have a high-end ten-thousand-dollar card at that point. So, but both both methods work. You still just got to be wise in planning either either way you go. All right, folks. Let me give the disclaimer. Joe has missed a lot of these as well. But all right, now back to the good stuff. Uh, Joe, you have also told me that if you are willing to do the work, all right, the mouse click elbow grease. There are still deals out there literally every single day, online, eBay, wherever. Um, and I want you to, because you have to get creative sometimes. You said, you know, one approach to I can't afford the rookie card is to go second, third, fourth year card. You yep. found another way you told us about, and, and I want some more examples if you have any, uh, but, but retell the story about the LeBron box set that had like 20 cards and there's a gold card in there. Um, yep. And you said... I can't get the LeBron rookie card. So one strategy would go second, third, fourth. You said another strategy was to just find different rookie cards and get those. And you've had a lot of success out there with that, haven't you? Yeah, we've done really well. We bought up a lot of those. Uh, my son and I, my son Josh and I bought up a lot of the LeBron box set cards. Like we've probably bought 50, 60 sets of them and sent them in for grading um, because they are they're still true rookie cards, but they are affordable, uh, at least for now. Um, there's also, um, like for those who love hockey, every year Upper Deck comes out with a star rookie hockey set. And you can usually buy the whole set for $20, $25 upon release. But then, you know, a couple of years down the road, when some of those guys and their young gun rookie card is two, $300, these might be... $20, you know, per card. And you, you bought the whole set for that. So uh, there are, if you really look, do your research, there are typically some affordable alternatives for anybody's rookie card. Uh, it may not be autographed. It may not have a big patch in it. It may just be a plain old base card. But if that player takes off, if he trends, you know, nationally, globally, it still it could turn out to be a really good investment. 
And with the uh, the LeBron card, you're, that's uh, another popular thing that's happening now. You mentioned the LeBron box set, the one gold card that was the insert. Yeah. You're like, I'll open the box. I'll, I'll do whatever I do with the other 19 cards. I'll get the gold one graded. Um, whereas I, I'm trying to think maybe it's the blaster box or the retail hanger box this year that has the Cody Bellinger inserts, and that's the only place you're going to get them. Um, there, there, there's a reason that one box can be a totally different decision, like for just top series one, whether it's Walmart, Target, online, tops.com, et cetera. Um, and there's something out there for everybody. Yeah. I mean, like last year, I believe it was Walgreens had an exclusive, yellow parallel of tops cards and you can only get them at walgreens i'm like i didn't even know walgreens sold cards exactly you know but i had a customer come in he's like oh i've got these he, he brought them into great and i'm like where did these come from i'm like i've opened a lot of tops and like where did these come from and so he educated me and then like all of a sudden when i stop in walgreens i'm like hey you got any cards <laughs> you know so you're right um more and more retailers are getting in on the act with you know, they're exclusive. I mean, but before you know it, it'll be Sonic Drive-In has exclusive parallels or something. You just never know what's going to happen. I mean, McDonald's just had some exclusive Pokemon cards. Yep. So, yep. you know, it's happening all over retailers. Are, and it's great. It's great to see that mainstream retailers, uh, you know, whether it be restaurants, whatever, are getting in on card collecting again. So it's a great sign for the hobby. And so you just reminded me of something. Now that it's 30 years later or so, do my McDonald's collector, uh, what, quarterback club cards, have they gained any value over the years? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> they used to hand those out about 89 or 90. I don't know if you, know if you remember those, but it was a Players Association issue, I believe, that you could get right. at McDonald's through the drive-thru. All right, last thing in this uh, first part of the episode. Joe, what happened to my Gypsy Queen? You gave me bad news. Yeah, I, I have no clue, and we didn't even find out until the week of the release. Yeah, Gypsy Queen has been pushed back to the summer, um, and uh, we just learned yesterday that clearly Authentic has been pushed back till the summer. So I'm not sure what's going on um, if Tops is – some, sometimes I know products are delayed because they haven't gotten enough autographs back from yeah. the players and they're trying to do in-pack autographs because they hate doing redemptions. I mean, collectors hate redemptions, but the companies hate them too because it's that much more work for their employees to have to process them when they come in. So uh, we have seen some delays on some Tops products. Uh, so if anything, it just seems to increase the demand for them by the time they do come out. So yeah, unfortunately, Gypsy Queen collectors are having to wait this year. Yeah, so. I'm thinking I'm going two cases and three boxes. So uh, we'll talk about that. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back, talk a little vintage. That's next on The Collector and the Dealer. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. I told you we're here because of support from Oxygen Financial. They're a sponsor of the collector and the dealer, but where my wife and I are, that's also in part thanks to Oxygen Financial. 
We have been personal clients of Oxygen for several years now, and originally it was for help with our taxes, looking to pay what we're supposed to, but not more. And we had been paying more for years, actually, it turned out. With Oxygen's help, that immediately changed for the better. And my wife and I decided, let's see what Oxygen thinks of our investments and overall strategy. Well, three years later, after making that choice, I can tell you we breathe easier when it comes to the market than at any time before getting with Oxygen Financial. And that's including the current issues all of us everywhere are dealing with. If you might have a question about where you and your family are, any at all, take the step we did and visit OxygenFinancial.com. You can get a free copy of Oxygen's 21-day budget cleanse, Breathe Easier About Life. Visit OxygenFinancial.com. A popular thought in the sports card world is that there's two camps, those that love the hobby and those that profit from the industry. Thanks to Sports Card Investor, you can do both. Jeff Wilson has built his Sports Card Investor YouTube channel and his personal website, sportscardinvestor.com, so that if you're a beginner looking to flip cards for cash or a returning veteran to the hobby wanting to make sure you get the best deals ahead of any emerging price trends, Sports Card Investor is for you. Sports Card Investor, the leading source for videos, podcasts, and articles about investing in sports cards. Profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com. Welcome back to The Collector and the Dealer. This is Episode 40, Your Budget, How to Make the Most of It. Uh, we are in the vintage section now. And, Joe, I, I want to make this actually, make you the focus of this part of it uh, for one episode because you made a comment that it just blew me away probably a couple months ago. Uh, you said the biggest change in the industry, like from your end as a store owner, uh, people would call you whatever it was 10 years ago. The entire time you had always been a dealer. Hey, are you buying? Yeah, 70s, 60s, 50s, older. Uh, you said you realized over the past whatever year, two years, yeah, I'm buying 2015 and newer. Um Walk us through what was your typical day running the store 10, 15, 20 years ago. Because I know from my perspective, I used to walk into either your store, uh, Atlanta baseball cards, whatever. And it's not that I would go to the vintage cards. Vintage was like 95% of what was displayed because that's what everybody wanted. And that's where the money was. And that's where the old players were. Uh, you couldn't really, you had to ask to see new cards. Um, just talk about, before we talk about what it is today, just just tell us a, a, what a typical day in the store was for you 10, 15 years ago. Well, it was a lot slower. It was a lot more boring, and I had a lot more time on my hands. Uh, nowadays, when I walk in, my whole day is pretty much booked from the minute I walk in the door. Um, I have, I usually will walk in the door because my guys come in, I have guys come in as early as seven in the morning and when I get there, there's usually a pile of stuff on my desk to do, to resolve, people to call. Um, you know, my inbox is never empty. Um, you know, we're constantly booked with, with questions and people wanting appointments and people wanting to sell collections or get advice or whatever. So uh, it's a great thing. We never, ever have to say, gee, what do I need to do today? Or, you know, what do uh, I need to find something for coworkers to do? Uh, everyone always has their hands full. Um, you know, back in the day, my focus was much more retail oriented. Um, and I would be like focusing on, oh, I need to do an in-store sale this month, or I need to really advertise to try to, to get traffic up. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to do a promotion. You know, I, we would run promotions like 
marvelous Mondays and we would do a giveaway or wonderful Wednesdays or whatever. And uh, we would do, you know, drop your business card in the fishbowl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's do a drawing, put your name down and you can draw for a prize today and stuff. And so, and, and I have friends who still are able to do that kind of stuff in their retail stores and more power to them. If they have time to fit that in, I'm, I'm happy they can monetize their business that way. And they can, uh, uh, you know, serve their customers that way. Um, we have been so busy with, with online and with grading and, um, and, and opportunities. I, I actually have a customer over in Alabama who wants me to rent a very large truck and go buy his collection this week. And so not sure where I'm going to fit that in, but it sounds interesting. So, um, things are very, very different. Uh, we we've had to shift the business much more to online, uh, and, and much more towards modern wax and, uh, singles because that's where the, uh, people are most passionate about stuff from the last few years. People still love older cards. I, I still love them as a collector, but my focus is not buying 70 sets. It's buying, you know, modern, buy, buying you know, the, the last 10, 15 years for sure. And I can testify he's not only added employees, he's added hours. There are times, you don't like to do this, he's added days because um, you're supposed to be shut on Mondays, aren't you? Yeah, we're technically closed for yeah, walk-in. When, when's the uh, last time you, you didn't work on a Monday? Oh, no, I'm always there. Yeah, it's just, it's actually because our Mondays are so busy that we we close for uh, uh, even curbside business on Mondays because we're, we're, we walk in and there's several hundred orders every Monday morning that have piled up over the weekend. And so we're always, every, every Monday is a manic Monday because we're always playing catch up, you know, from the weekend. So. All right. Let's talk about something I've done. Um, Net 54, which is a message board. I have very, very in a limited amount so far. Uh, splashed around in the shallow end of the private sales pool. Um, There's so much to cover here from a be prudent, be patient standpoint, but I found a way to turn some of my cards into cash while at least feeling secure about it and also not paying eBay 13%. Um, Private sales on this message board, and it's a very segmented directed 1950s, 1960s, Hall of Famers, etc., and people can post what they have and they want to buy, sell, or trade, and it kind of takes eBay. Now, again, it also takes eBay and their customer support and all that out of the, out of the mix. And so there's, there's a reason eBay charges you 10% and you get value for it. Um, I thought with my high-end cards, I wouldn't have much of a problem attracting a crowd um, that I could maybe go private. It's worked for me so far. I'm sure it is right for horror stories, but I have made it work for me. Um, again, it's the environment. It's who you trust. It's the, the, the platform, et cetera. Anything to add about private sales here? Because, again, uh, I'm just experiencing this for the first time. Yeah, well, I like to be in control of the transaction in the sense that, you know, if I'm selling, I've got to make sure, you know, especially on a, on a really high dollar item, you know, I prefer to get uh, like a wire transfer or certified funds. You, what you don't want is somebody, as you do a uh, private sale and they send you PayPal, then you ship the item and then they go, oh, you sent me something else. And like, you know, you didn't, you knew you sent the right item and you had proof of delivery. So you got to be careful there. Um, you know, it, it pay, eBay does look out for the buyers, but they also you know, like us with a hundred thousand plus feedback, they know we're actually shipping what we say we're yep. shipping. 
you know, so whereas in a private sale, you've got to be more careful uh, about getting burned. Uh, of course, you want the money in hand first. Just like when I'm buying, I tell people, as soon as I get your items, I'll be happy. And we buy a number of collections that way. They ship us the cards. We review them. Then we make them an offer. Just did that last week with a large collection. So, you know, you as much as possible, you want to be the one driving the yep. transaction. You want to be in control of it. So uh, another place uh, besides Net54 is a, a number of friends are using Facebook Marketplace now. Uh, I haven't used it. Um, I have a number of customers that use it to buy and sell them there to save transaction fees as well. All right. Uh, I want other outlets to monetize my cards. And so let's revisit something we talked about. I bet it was back in January, maybe. Uh, a checklist for me as a collector who was going to set up a show. Uh, some items to add, uh, maybe from our discussion earlier, a few months back. Uh, what do you forget that you can't forget? How do you handle pricing, discounts, all of this stuff? Um, just as a collector, um, just give us a, a flyover of, of what you got to do. You don't want to get caught in the moment realizing, oh, folks are walking through the door and I ain't ready. Yeah, you. I mean, the key is being as organized as humanly possible. Uh, for us, we spend, for the national each year, we usually spend two months preparing for it, but between pricing, sleeving, sorting, organizing, preparing signage, et cetera. Uh, you want to make sure you've got markers you want to make sure you've got signs you want to make sure you've got plenty of change you want to make sure you've got your app set up if you're taking electronic payments on your phone um you want to make sure you've got if you need most people don't carry price guides anymore they i mean i always carry a laptop with me where i can pull up information mm -hmm. on my computer um you know I, business cards uh you know you want to provide in ways they can reach you after the show because that may be a one or two day yeah. event but you want to be able to follow up with you and you don't want to go, Oh, here, here, take my number down, you know? So anything to grow a relationship later to, to continue communication with that customer. Um, the key for me again is organization. And, and for me, I've learned it's better to overpay for your space. I, I can't stand being cramped Yeah. when you're yeah. used to having 10,000 square feet to work out of, and then you're trying to do it off of eight feet. It's, a little overwhelming so even at the national we usually have you know about 50 some odd lineal feet of table space so uh we're hopeful that we'll have it this year we will see but uh you know you definitely it takes a you can't just decide on a friday night hey i think i'll set up and throw a bunch of stuff in the car and i mean i, I it's frustrating for the buyer for sure when you go to a table and nothing's properly marked and i've moved say, on when cards like, and, and it was something as simple, and I know how difficult it is, especially at the National, but if you don't have your cards in numerical order, where are the 66 is right there, and it's like 500 and whatever order that, yeah, I was like, I know what happens, but I can't, like, look at card 500 and then card 17 and then card 108. Um, right. You're exactly right. It, it it can cost you business. Yes, yes. Time is money, and, and when, when you have at a National, you've got 500, 600 competitors in the same room, it's silly to think, oh, I cannot be prepared and, and do things halfway and expect people to shop with me. All right. Now, so. I have talked about um, my experience growing up uh, driving for Domino's, delivering pizzas. And I remember uh, I came up short. We had these little personal, you know, those little leather bank bags with a zipper on the top. Um, yep. Each driver would get a little bank bag. And so I opened my bank bag to check out one night. And I remember my manager saying, um, 
that's it was just a pile of just wads and cash. He's like, that's the best way to give people the wrong change. He says, you're going to hand somebody a 10 because you think it's a one. I learned in high school, bank face, be organized. Joe, it is the same thing at a show. If you're trying to either, you know, skimp on how much time you spend preparing or how you set up, you're going to wind up costing yourself money. And I don't want, you know, it could be in lost sales. It could be in thievery. I mean, and I'm not trying to like, you know, but there are bad people. Almost every dealer I know, almost every customer I've ever seen, all good people. There are folks who go looking for targets, though. And that's the truth. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I know I heard one year at the National, somebody had like $40,000 worth of cards listed. And, you know, he'd ran out from his booth and, and, you know, he had a buddy watching it or something and didn't really know what to pay attention for. And um, I made the mistake one year. I I wanted to shop and and a customer of mine was there and, and super nice guy. And I was like, hey, can you watch my booth for a little bit? And so he was like, well, this, and you know, I sold some of your cards. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. how much? And he was like, well, you know, I took this on this card. And I'm like, seriously? He goes, well, you know, it was kind of off grade. I'm like, yeah, that's why it was already marked down to what it was marked down to. And so I'm like, got to be careful. Got to be careful. Uh, yeah. Lesson learned. And, so. and, you know, and I want to emphasize this, that, and this is not to be sexist or whatever. If it's just your wife, I'm saying if it's just your nephew, just your kid, just to, it can be anyone who isn't necessarily as into it as you. Joe, I can't, I can't express to people how important it is. At least have another human there, even if it's just an eight foot table at a like a forty five table show. Have a second person there. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Well worth the investment. Yep. Absolutely. And, as too many people at the national we want to have a a fully staffed crew watching our stuff and interacting and building relationships with customers it it could be just as simple as someone to open a case and hand cards to look at while you're transacting whatever business but you just yeah absolutely as well as the security of two more eyeballs uh oh boy what is it joe buys a box Well, he told you what it is ahead of the weekend. Every single episode, Joe's going to walk through the shop, say, I'm going to take that box down off the shelf. He's going to tell us what he's opening, how much it's going to cost, what he may find inside. Joe buys a box. What is it this week? This week, Chuck, I'm going with some high, eh, I I should say high end. It's not really high end in this market. It's plates and patches football. It's more of a middle tier product, about $325 a box. You get, uh, it's only, it's a, it's a one quick rip, one pack with five cards. Uh, but those five cards include an autograph or patch auto, a memorabilia card, a parallel to 60 or less, a one-of-one printing plate, and one base card. So, of course, with this rookie crop this year, you know, with Tua and Burrow and Herbert, it's a lot, lot of potential to pull a huge, huge card there. All right, that is Joe buying a box uh, for Chuck's Vintage Set of the Week, brought to you by Oxygen Financial. I'm going to go right up to the lip of Vintage because that really is 1980. That's the last year, Tops 1980, that even um, the more understanding collector will include 1980. Some people cut it off at 72. Uh, I'm going to 1979 Tops baseball cards. I believe I was in fifth grade. Uh, I cut every blade of grass in Lawrenceville uh, and bought a lot of these cards at the Magic Market. Um and like Joe, I got to say, like most sets now, believe it or not, beginning in about 1970, almost every set through the decade, it was carried by Hall of Famers. 
not rookies. The 75 set is a little bit of an exception. Um, but 1979, there is a, a rookie, Ozzie Smith, but it's carried by Nolan Ryan. It's carried by Mike Schmidt, Tom Seaver, Johnny Bench, Carl Yastrzemski, all of those guys, uh, as well as Pete Rose, who's not a Hall of Famer, but he, he's, he's one of the five or six most popular cards that'll drive something. Um, it's a beautiful set. It really is. Uh, 79 tops baseball cards, and, and it's still affordable for almost every card in a set. Yeah, and don't forget what we were chasing back in the day, the Bump Wills error card. Remember that one? Oh, that's right. From, uh, what was it, Toronto or Texas? Yeah, yeah. Wh- whichever version you got, you were excited to get a Bump Wills because that was that rare error card. But, yeah, and, you know, it's funny, Chuck, back in the day, I didn't care when I pulled an off-center card. You know, but now, uh, now it's like every time I see a, an Ozzie Smith, my first thought is, is it centered? Is it centered? And the answer is always no, 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 it's not. <laughs> but, you know, back in the day, I didn't go, oh, this one's 60-40 left to right. It was just, I love 79s. Yeah, that was, I love the design. Me and my friends from the neighborhood were, were uh, traded those back and forth so many times. And it was, it was always fun with, when mom would come home with some packs of 79 tops, those yeah. bright yellow wraps. And and I think what I also what I what I realize now as an adult, what was going on when I was in third, fourth, fifth grade, et cetera, was it really mattered to me how much I liked the all star banner for whoever started the all star game. You got an all star something on your card. And I remember like in seventy seven I loved them. In seventy nine I loved them. Seventy eight had that shield looking thing on it. I was like, I don't like those. Uh right. and so even the all star designations in seventy nine uh, just really, really beautiful set there. And like I said, it's attainable, it's affordable. Loads of Hall of Famers in there. All right, that's going to wrap up the episode of The Collector and the Dealer. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon background screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. 